When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years' experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome, folks. This is Steve Moore. This is the More Money Show. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful Labor Day weekend. It's beautiful across the most of the East Coast. I th- hope you're having a beautiful, wonderful day in the sunshine and the uh, and uh, one of the last weeks of summer. So um, get out there and, and enjoy the fresh air. Get some exercise today. But also keep tuning in to the More Money Show. We've got a great show today. I will be taking your calls. Uh, at the bottom of the hour on the More Money Show because I learned so much from hearing from you. And what I want to ask you about is how worried are you about this energy situation? Uh, I was in California earlier this week. California is uh, a catastrophe. They don't have enough electric power. California is running out of energy uh, because of these crazy green energy policies. Uh, They're closing down the nuclear plants. They're closing down coal. They're closing down uh, oil and gas, and that doesn't leave them with much, folks. And I'm here to tell you that this is a, a deliberate uh, attack on the American energy, and it is a way to basically um, immobilize the American economy because energy is the master resource. It's what, it's what we use for everything that we produce. Energy is an essential input. So if you want to uh, torpedo the U.S. economy, Attacking our energy sources is a very good way to do this. Now, I've said this on previous shows, and I want to say it again. This is also an assault against your personal freedom. It's an assault on your home. I don't know if you've been watching what's happening in states like California and then Colorado this week, where the utilities are basically now regulating the temperature of your home. Did you know that? There are, there are these new devices called Smart thermostats, smart thermostats. And what a smart thermostat is, is where the the utility or the government can actually set the temperature of your business or your home. Now, if you think I'm sounding like some kind of paranoid, this is happening. (laughs) It's happening right now. It happened this week. We're in Colorado. People who signed up for this program, and it was a, quote, voluntary program where they gave people a couple hundred dollars to sign up for the program. And now what's happening, because they have a heat wave in these states uh, out west, the temperature hit 100 degrees in some of these areas. They want to put the air conditioning on. And guess what? They can't do it. Because the the utilities and the government are basically setting their thermostat, are you ready for this, at 78 degrees. So that means no air conditioning. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. And people don't have the right to, whatever happened to keeping the government out of the bedroom, right? I mean, now they're telling you they're in your bedroom, they're in your living room, they're in your bathroom, they're in your basement. 
telling you what degree you can set your thermostat. So pretty soon they're going to say you have to keep it at frigid 65 in the winter, and you're going to have to keep it at 78 degrees in the summer because we care so much about climate change. We have to save the planet, and you can't use energy. Now, that's absurd because right now as we speak, China is building 30 of the most massive coal plants in the history of civilization, they're going to be producing five times more coal than we are. So it doesn't matter whether you use electric power in your home because China is going to be using so much. You all know that China's pollution levels are about three to four times higher than ours are. So this is just basically a way to shoot ourselves in the foot, play into the hands of our enemies. And this is getting out of control. They're telling you they're going to regulate the temperature of your refrigerator. They're going to regulate how often you can um, – what kind of light bulbs you can put in your homes. By the way, they've already done that. All of these kinds of things are incredibly inv- invasive. And most of you who have listened to this show over the last two or three years know that I'm pretty libertarian. I, want, I don't want the government to tell me what to do if I'm not hurting someone else. And that's exactly what's happening. This climate change uh, fanaticism is not a science. It has become a religion. And it's a religion where they are using the threat of global warming or global heat cooling or whatever it is to have influence over every private decision in your life. I find that to be offensive. I think we have to strike back at this. Uh, I was incredibly offended by uh, Joe Biden when he uh, called those of us who support Donald Trump, as I do. I don't always support everything Donald Trump does, but I like the direction he took our country. Uh, we are the new, uh, what a near fascist or neo fascist. I forget the word that he used. But, folks, a fascist is someone who wants the government to control the economy. Think about that. Now, is that Donald Trump or is that Joe Biden? Joe Biden has increased government spending by $4 trillion. That's 4, 000, 000,000,000,000. I think that's 12 zeros, right? So that's four with 12 zeros. That's how much Biden has added to our budget in 18 months. This is insanity. This is a recipe for uh, fiscal insolvency, for bankrupting our country. Uh, and he's blaming Republicans for being fascists? Really? Really? The pe- we're a threat to democracy when the Democrats tried to impeach Donald Trump twice, once because, um, of, once because of the Russia hoax story? Think about that. They almost removed the Democrats. They almost removed a duly elected president of the United States on a completely fabricated story. They've never apologized for that, by the way, have they? They've never apologized for that. Um, and so this is, this is a dangerous situation we face in this country. And I want to hear from you all, how, far, how afraid are you? I'm afraid for America right now. I truly am. I've never, I've never felt this way. I'm 62 years old, and I love this country. This is the greatest country on earth. Regular listeners of, uh, of this know that I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a flag waver. You know, you cut me, I'd, I'd lead red, white, and blue. I love this country, and I just hate what is happening to our country with respect to our energy policies, with respect to our welfare policies that are paying people not to work, with our policies that are bankrupting our country, with the debt, with, our, with the crime in our cities. I'm from Chicago. You can't even go in downtown Chicago now at night. It's sad. 
one, I think Chicago is one of the greatest cities in the world. I know we got a lot of New Yorkers listening to this show who may disagree with me on this, but I think Chicago is an awesome city. And uh, I hate to see what's happened with Democratic leadership. They're doing nothing to solve our problems in this country. Now, we're going to hear from Ryan and Bob Payne at the bottom uh, in the next uh, section uh, because I want you all to know where we are with our financial situation with stocks and with bonds and what you need to do with your investments that's one of the most important parts of the show but then at the bottom of the hour i will be taking your calls and i want to talk i'm going to spend a few minutes explaining something that happened to me this week where i was basically slandered by the um uh, i mean libeled by uh, rolling stone magazine they made these incredible outrageous charges against me that are completely untrue. And I can validate for you folks that it is untrue because, uh, you know, when, remember when Rolling Stone magazine used to be about, you know, covering the Beatles and covering Sheryl Crow and covering, you know, Steve Martin and what's going on in our country. It was the sex, drugs and rock and roll. Now it's just a mouthpiece. There's another mouthpiece for the left is Rolling Stone magazine. If you've got a subscription, stop subscribing to that horrific uh, magazine. They have no um, connection for the truth. And same thing with Paul Krugman, who took a shot at me as well. After the break, I'll explain what I'm talking about. And I'd like you all to be the referees if I'm right or Paul Krugman is right in, in our ongoing debate about our economy. This is the More Money Show. This is WABC, the number one talk radio station in America. I'm proud of you for listening to this station because this is where you get the truth, folks. This is where you get it. Not from CNN, not from MSNBC, not from the New York Times, not from the Washington Post, not from, uh, you know, these left-wing rags like Bloomberg. You get the truth from stations like WABC. Thanks for listening today. I'll be right back. This is the More Money Show on WABC. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. With economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show on Talk Radio WABC in New York, the number one talk radio station in America. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now we turn to our finance and stock picking section with two of the very best in the business, Ryan and Bob Payne of Payne Capital Management. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Happy Labor Day weekend. Okay. Woo. A lot, lot of uh, activity this weekend. <laughs> On Friday, we got a new jobs report. We've had a herky-jerky uh, stock market uh, over the last couple of weeks, maybe downward trending a bit. Um, and so there's a lot of concern that I hear from people about two things. Number one, the Fed, you know, pulling back too fast in terms of the money supply. And number two, the housing market seems to be really contracting other parts of the economy, like the construction industry. And so I do hear some people talking about maybe uh, the R word again, recession, as a result of those things. Uh, On the other hand, we got a, a very good jobs report on Friday. So it, it seems like these signals are all pointing in different directions. 
Yeah, it really does seem that way, Steve. But, you know, first of all, I don't know if everybody remembers this, but a year ago uh, we had the Federal Reserve come out and tell us they weren't even thinking about, even thinking about raising interest rates. <laughs> right, right. I do remember. And then on Friday, we have this hawkish Fed, which is like, you know, on the war path now. So yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think they can see around corners. And I think, you know, um, <laughs> right. you, you just have to Wait, take are you what talking, they're I mean, originally, originally they said transitory, right? Inflation was transitory yeah, exactly. a year ago. Yeah. And now you're right. You're, now you mean a week, a week ago Friday, right, was when they made the announcement that they were going to be. Uh, you know, hawkish on inflation. But do you, but I'm looking at a lot of these indicators. I'm looking at the strength of the dollar, which is a 20 year high. I'm looking at commodities. I love to look at commodities in terms of where inflation is headed. That's come down quite a bit. Um, and uh, so you just, I, I'm wondering whether we've sort of turned the corner on inflation. Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I think it's on the ground, right? We're actually seeing it. Um, and kind of to Bob's point, like last year on the ground, we could see inflation was going to be problematic and the Fed right. didn't see it. So you have to wonder here, you know, we like to call Powell pivoting Powell because, <laughs> man, oh, man, right. he changes tune quick. Right. Um, yeah. And think about all the, you know, all the Fed <laughs> members as well, you know, talking very, very, um, you know, they, were, they were talking very dovish a year ago and talking very hawkish now. So I think, right. I think what the market's telling you and, and essentially the market's what's forward looking and a lot of those indicators are forward looking is inflation coming down significantly. And if it does mm -hmm. come down significantly, that means that we could hear a very different tune from the Fed come a couple months from now. And if we know the Fed's not going to be direly uh, hawkish, uh, that could be very, very good for the economy. So what do you think? Uh, okay, I'm going to, Ryan, nominate you as the next Fed chairman uh, because I think you do a great job. You couldn't, be, you couldn't be any worse than the guy we have now. And what would you, I mean, what would you do if you were Fed chairman right now? Would you be raising rates? I would put it over with, right? I mean, look, the, the, the two years are already over 2%. Get the Fed to do uh -huh. the same thing. The market's already priced it in. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off and right, stop this right. meeting to meeting. <laughs> hogwash. Right. Let's get it done. The market's already repriced so, for us, and let's move forward. So what does that mean, get the job done? What, do you, what, what, what policy does that mean? What, 75 basis points or what? I'd do a percent. You know, do, do, 1%. do over 1%. a percent. Get, yep. it, get, get it done. Get it yeah, over. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Bob, do you agree with that? I absolutely agree with that, Steve. I think the uh, yeah. credit market's already doing the Fed's job for them, right? We have a <laughs> right. you know, right. you know, two-year treasuries are 3.5%. If you're sitting in cash right now, get invested. These are good opportunities. Right. right. Now, uh, what about the housing market? That's the other big fear I hear that, you know, we're seeing um, in some markets 20% decline in home values. You're seeing a reduction in construction in homes, new homes. What's going on there? Hey, Steve, I want to let you in. Let's let everybody in on a little dirty little secret that not everybody right. realizes, right? When okay. you and I yep. grew up in, in, in our careers, we, you know, the real estate, residential real estate market was a big chunk of the economy. It right. really represents like three and a half percent of GDP now. I mean, if you throw in furniture and appliances, really? you're less than six percent. Yeah, that's a, I was not aware of that. I would have thought it was much higher than that. It's not. So wow. it's like, uh, you know, but I think it's a good indicator. I think it's great. The prices are starting to come down. I have, you know, I have children that want to buy homes that all <laughs> right, suddenly became right. unaffordable. <laughs> so I think it's great that prices are dropping. And I think that's what the Federal Reserve is really trying to do, or at least that's part of what they'd like to see happen. So you're not worried at all about a 2008 type of scenario? It's just too much demand, Steve. I mean, unaffordability yeah. is is at the highest in since the late 
80s. <laughs> you know, so wow. yeah, you know, right. I, think, I think the Fed actually did have to raise rates to cool off the market because it's like well, a lot of us do want to buy homes. <laughs> I live here yeah. in New York. I don't want to tell you my painful stories, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> about uh, the rents and, and <laughs> here. It's just it's it's abysmal right now. Yeah. Well, I was reading a story that made me very nervous the other day. Uh, I'd like your guys' reaction to this. And it was one of the major banks, and I, I'm sorry, I, it, which one it was, I forget. It might have been Wells Fargo, but I, I wouldn't swear on it. And they were saying that they are um, adopt, uh, testing, I guess that would be the word, a new policy of zero down payment loans, which made me shiver <laughs> when I heard that because, you know, the zero down payment loans didn't work so well the last time around uh, and actually was one of the factors that caused that crash in, in the mortgage market. Um, what do you think about that? No, I, I think that that is frightening, Steve, because I remember when you had interest only loans and it was right. like you had, you had the ability to, it was like having the ability to rent with the right to buy potentially later. Right, uh, right, right. On, on a housing market that was at a much higher, higher level. Now I will say this, the banks have been a much more stringent over the last decade uh, than they were during the housing crisis. I, I remember right. doing no doc loans at Merrill Lynch. You know, yeah. I just had to make sure you had a pulse, and we could give you a mortgage. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, I, I hope that doesn't come back. I think that's well. The why? Why? Are, why? Are, why? Why would a bank even do that? Why would they return to that? Are they that eager to get people to borrow? I mean, I think banks are always eager to get people to borrow, right, but right. but I wonder there too. To your point, it's uh, yeah. you know, I think it, it becomes it comes back to that unaffordability. Maybe we're getting to a point where, you know, people just can't afford homes. I mean, you haven't seen prices reprice enough yet with interest rates going so much higher, right? You went from three percent to five percent on a mortgage rate. And I can tell you here in New York City, you haven't seen that extreme of price adjustment, which makes me think you're going to see prices readjust a lot more over the course of the next couple months. But I'd argue that's a good thing because affordability has gotten so out of whack. Um, and we know rents have gone up astronomically here right. in Europe. They've gone up over 40 percent. That's amazing. So I think the bottom line is, you know, you're, you are going to see prices cool off. But I think that's actually going to be a net positive for the economy moving forward, creating more affordability. I'm talking to Ryan and Bob Payne. This is the More Money Show. Uh, Ryan and Bob are two of the best in the business, and they are excellent financial uh, consultants. And gentlemen, could you, again, give your free consultation 800 hotline. That's right. If you saved over a million dollars for retirement, if you give us a call or text at 844-752-6692, that's 844-752-6692. Bob and I will do a full comprehensive review. There's no other firm out there that will literally do all that work up front and just give you a complete purview of your entire financial life. So we have about two minutes left, gentlemen. Uh, Your uh, theme song is Be Bullish. Uh, Should we we be bullish now? Yeah, I think I, I think we should, Steve, because I think a lot of folks don't remember, don't recognize that, you know, when it comes to stocks, for example, they're backed by real assets. They're all about real assets. They pay dividends, right? They're buying back stocks. So the total return mm-hmm. on stocks going forward looks better now than it did in January. And meanwhile, you've got interest rates going up. So you're able to invest in high quality uh, municipal bonds, treasury bonds at yields that we haven't seen in about 10 years. So we're all about yeah. investing. Now's a good time to get invested. Ryan, you agree? 100%. I mean, Bob just made a great point. I mean, interest rates now on, on a 10-year muni, a AA <laughs> rated, um, yeah. you're getting the equivalent of almost 5% taxable right now. So if you're in a high tax bracket with, with very little risk, you're getting a lot more return than you were just six months ago. Dividend yields are going to hit tr- over a trillion dollars globally this year, the highest amount of dividends ever paid out. 
you, know, wow. you need to have cash flow coming in. And in an environment like this where inflation's higher, you can't sit in cash. Cash is trash, Steve. And if you're thinking to yourself right now, like, I need to get an investor right now. I need a game plan for my retirement. Well, here's your shot to do it. We keep 10 slots open for the entire show. If you saved over a million dollars for your financial independence retirement plan, Bob and I will run for your total financial master plan, and we will do it with no obligation or cost. There's no firm out there that will do this comprehensive work up front. We will literally go through every investment you own. In fact, we're going to build you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. We're going to hone in on every single financial issue you have today you have to address. We're going to look at income. You need an income plan for retirement. How are you going to take Social Security? Well, there's a lot of ways to take Social Security. Only one right way for you. How are you going to draw from your portfolio when you're retired or if you're retired now and factoring in inflation, your costs are going to double over the next 20 years. You need an income plan for life. We're going to put together a full comprehensive income plan, show you how to pull from your portfolio without running out of money. We're going to talk about diversification. We're going to address every investment in your portfolio. Are you taking too much risk? Did you get hit hard here? as markets have been extremely volatile this year, or have you been sitting with way too much money in cash, paralysis by analysis, as inflation now is at a 40-year high, trying to figure out what to do. We're going to put together a comprehensive game plan, show you how to diversify your money properly to grow it, but protect it over the rest of your life. And we're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street just loves to sell you high-cost products that are very, very tax inefficient. We're going to go through those annuities, mutual funds, brokerage products, show you how to reduce all the costs on the portfolio, optimize your portfolio for taxes, our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. We're gonna show you exactly how to optimize for taxes. Then we're gonna tie it all together in one total financial master plan. If you've saved over a million dollars for retirement, we've got 10 slots left. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692, or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844 844- P-L-A-N-N-Y-C. So, Bob, at our firm, Payne Capital Management, of course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. You know, we're a boutique firm. We manage over a billion dollars. And we truly try to focus on customized planning versus cookie-cutter planning. We know our industry is full of lots of people that love to, you know, put, like I like to say, uh, square pegs into a round hole, right? There's not a lot of real customized planning uh, in our business. So I thought we could talk today just about when you're trying to make your own plan for financial independence or retirement, just five critical questions you really want to answer for yourself to make sure you're on track. And you know, the first one I think you have to be honest with yourself about, Bob, and this is something what we, we see every week as we run tons of plans, and we do about 50, 50 plans a month, is are you really going to spend less when you're retired? Well, right. I mean, you know the answer. Don't you ever see those commercials where everybody has this perfect retirement? You know, some people are sitting in a bathtub on their lawn. Uh, they're traveling. They're playing <laughs> golf. They're buying lots of stuff for their grandkids. I mean, you and I were just up in Newport with my grandson, and he was pointing out the yachts he wants me to buy. I don't know. I think you're going to spend a lot more in retirement <laughs> than you think. Well, first off, I think you've really made it when you have a bathtub on your lawn. Like, that's it. That's, that's, <laughs> the, uh, that's the pinnacle of retirement success. But, but you're right. I mean, we run these numbers every week and we find for a lot of our clients in their 70s and their 80s is their spending doesn't come down. And a lot of times I'll hear, well, you know, I'm going to do a lot of traveling in my 70s, but when I get to my 80s, I'm actually going to dial back. That's not true. <laughs> you're not. Um, so, you know, and you hear that rule of thumb, right? Like I only need to spend 80% in retirement what I spend while I'm working. 
And we found that's a fallacy as well. You really got to plan for at least 100% of what you're spending right now because your point, Bob, like life gets in the way. There's a lot of fun things you're going to want to do. Especially now, Rai, where you have inflation is higher than it's been in 14 years or 40 years. Uh, you're, you're living longer, right? Our colleague is uh, celebrating her mom's 95th birthday today. Uh, people are living longer. They're healthier. Healthcare um, is getting better by the day. There's going to be new discoveries every year for the rest of your life. You've got, I think that's the biggest problem I have with most of you who don't have any plans. You've never done a plan where you're stress testing that plan to make sure that you can overcome these issues. Yeah, and that's right. The, the good news is you can have a great, fulfilling retirement. The bad news is it's going to cost a lot of money. So, you know, you really do have to run those numbers and then you factor in healthcare costs, you factor in inflation, which we know right now is at a 40 year high. Like this really critical right now that you start to like, to your point, Bob, put it on the stress test. Let's really figure out what you need to be spending or, you know, let's start factoring in what you're really going to spend. Not just 80% of what you're actually spending now. It doesn't work that way. You know, but the other question you really have to ask yourself is how am I going to fill in my income gap when I retire? How am I going to be able to draw from my portfolio when my paycheck stops? You know, Ry, that's the biggest problem my fellow baby boomers have who aren't already retired. They're so used to working hard. You know, if I need to buy something, I'll just work harder. I'll put more hours in. I'll, you know, I'll start a new business. And it, the biggest problem I've seen with my, my fellow baby boomers is, Bob, how am I going to live when I don't have that paycheck being deposited, you know, bi-monthly into my checking account? And it's a really scary place to be, right? When we're so used to bringing the income in. And I think the other problem is if you look at your portfolio, you're typically optimized for what we call wealth accumulation, not wealth distribution. Meaning you have a portfolio that's geared for growth, doesn't pay a lot of income because, you know, we run these plans every month. We look at how much income does your portfolio generate? And odds are probably not enough because it's optimized for if the market goes up or down. That's great when you're 40. It's not great when you're 60, 70, or even your 50s looking to finally live off your portfolio. Well, that's why it's so important, right, to have a portfolio that has both ingredients of success, growth and income, right? Income is just as important as growth in your portfolio, and you want to have something that's going to generate income, you know, whether the economy is strong or weak, whether the market's up or down, you know, whether you, uh, you know, have a fear of Jupiter hitting Mars tonight, right? You want to be certain that you have that income coming in. You want to fill that income gap with repeatable, dependable income that also can hedge against that insidious hidden tax, inflation. Yeah, and it takes a lot of stress out of the equation when you know how much cash flow is coming in at the beginning of the year, right? That's what we always do. We look at an audit. Like, let's look at what's coming in Social Security. You have a pension. How much income can you draw from your portfolio? We mentioned on the first segment today that dividend yields are going up this year. So, you know, if you have a plan that's structured for income, your income actually increased this year, even with the market down. And even with inflation going up, you have a hedge in your portfolio. So it's, it gets complicated. You need an income plan that's optimized for inflation, to your point, Bob. And you really got to start focusing on like what's going to come in every month reliably so I don't have to worry about if the market's up or down. That's the worst place to be when you're trying to enjoy your retirement. Well, that comes to the number three financial planning question, Rye. Do you know what you own and do you know why you own it? No, most of you don't is the answer. I know I've got an annuity over here, Bob. I've got a brokerage account over here. I've got a 401k over here, and I have no idea how it all works. 
right? And there's a lot of fear out there right now, right? I mean, in, in typical years, we're dealing with one or two headlines. We've been dealing with seven or eight headlines now. So there's a lot of fear, a lot of uncertainty. So it's really critical that you know what you own. You understand what the implications are of higher inflation, of a slower economy, of a booming economy. You know, you need to know if you have the right investments in your portfolio and you got to check for overlap. You know, having too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Right? We just had a big booming bull market in tech stocks. If you're 100% in tech stocks, you've lost a lot of money this year. Yeah, and when you have uncertainty, what I find is the best way to cure uncertainty is to take control, right? And organizing your finances, just like organizing your closet. And I, I'm, I just moved into a new place here in the city. I've got stuff everywhere right now, and I'm stressing about it because I have boxes in one room and the other room. But I know if I just sit down this long weekend and I go through everything and I put things in the right drawers, right, and I, and I put the boxes in the right place, uh, I'm going to feel so much better. It's the same thing with your finances, you know, just doing an audit of everything you own, figuring out, you know, what you have in retirement plans, what do you have in brokerage assets, how is it allocated? Like that takes so much of that uncertainty and that stress of volatile times right now out of the equation. It's critical to do it. Now, Rye, the next question I think is on everyone's mind when it comes to financial planning is, did the IRS just handle, just hire all these new agents to come after me? Am I tax efficient? Am I paying more tax than necessary? Yeah, and we know the government is going to be taking a harder look and looking for every angle to figure out ways to tax us more. Just my guess, Bob. Call me a cynic, right? So you've got to do everything in your power to make sure that you're optimizing the taxes on your portfolio. And we see this all the time. We, we run for 50 of these analysis a month, and we find so many ways that you can optimize your tax picture legally, right? There's so many things you can structure with your portfolio. Everything that you can do, again, we always say it's not what you make, it's what you take, has such a huge impact. And those little tax strategies that you put in place have a huge impact on what you take when you retire. Yeah, and it's not just looking at your own tax situation. You've got to look at your estate. Hey, you know, it's not just looking at your own personal tax situation. Of course, we want you to. We want to be certain that you're only paying the taxes that are necessary. But you got to look at your estate as well. You have to look at your wealth as multi-generational. Yeah, sure, your kids are going to inherit what you have. But why not gift money to them now so they can contribute to their 401k, their 529s, and get the maximum invested and pay the least amount of tax while they're working, right? When they're younger, they can't necessarily afford it. So it's, you know, paying unnecessary taxes, all I have to say is shame on you. Let's make sure we don't do that. Yeah, and it's all those little things that you have to, to tweak that make the difference. If you're thinking to yourself, that's what I need. I need to get my tax picture up to speed. I don't want to pay more in taxes. I want to get my finances organized. I want to figure out how much income I need when I retire. Well, here's your shot to do it. We will do a full comprehensive plan. If you saved over a million dollars for your retirement, we literally have five slots left. If you've saved over a million dollars, we'll run our total financial master plan. We'll do that with no obligation or cost. There's not a firm out there that will do all this legwork up front. We'll literally build for you your own personalized financial portal, give you a bird's eye view of your entire financial life, and we'll hone in on every single financial issue you have today you have to address, whether it's income, how do you pull from Social Security? Well, there's lots of ways to take it, only one right way for you. We're going to look at a full income plan, factor in inflation so you don't run out of money over the rest of your life. We're going to look at fees and taxes. Wall Street loves to sell you high-cost products that are very, very tax inefficient. We're going to go through everything you own, a deep dive, show you where all the hidden costs on those annuities insurance products, brokerage products, mutual funds, 
show you how to reduce that cost and optimize your portfolio for taxes. We're going to give you our full tax playbook. It's not what you make, it's what you take. And we're going to look at diversification. Are you taking way too much risk? Do you feel the volatility intensely this year as markets have been all over the place? Or have you sat with too much money in cash, paralysis by analysis as inflation now is at a 40-year high, trying to figure out what to do with your money, how to invest it. We'll put together a full investment game plan, show you how to grow your wealth, but protect it over the rest of your life. We have five slots left if you have over a million dollars saved for retirement. All you have to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. If you're one of our next five callers, you saved over a million dollars for your retirement. Our team of financial advisors and certified financial planners will help you to create your own unique total financial master plan. Now, there's no obligation. There's no cost. But you won't have a plan if you don't text or call. 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply call 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, if you want to learn more about Bob and I and our firm, Payne Capital Management, that course, that's P-A-Y-N-E. Simply go to bbullish.com. That's bbullish.com. You can learn more about our firm, Payne Capital Management. We're a boutique firm here in New York City. Simply go to bbullish.com. You can check out our podcast, Pain Points of Wealth. That's Ryan and Bob Payne, two of the best in business. This is Steve Moore. This is The More Money Show, and we will be right back. Your health is important. Your sexual health is very important. And like everything else, it has challenges. As many as 50% of men over 50 have sexual-related difficulties like ED, low testosterone, and low energy. That's where they come in. Elevate Wellness has real professional and in-person solutions. Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Or visit elevatewellnessgroup.com and get back to where it started. Office visits, only $99 this month. This is Bob Payne, Chief Investment Strategist here at Payne Capital Management with this week's market update. This week on the Street of Dreams, all three indices gave up early gains on Friday and posted their third straight weekly loss. For the week, the Dow and the S&P 500 fell 3%, while the tech-heavy Nasdaq fell 4.2%. The markets fell in the face of good news, with the U.S. economy adding 315,000 jobs in August, slightly below expectations of 318,000, and a deceleration from July's growth of 526,000 payrolls. In addition, the June and July jobs results were actually revised down by a total of 107,000 jobs. Now, the increase in wages in August was only 5.2% year-over-year, below expectations of 5.3%. All good news for inflation. Slower wage gains mean that companies have less incentive to raise prices, so consumer inflation could keep slowing down. Plus, fewer people in the workforce means less demand for goods and services. But the market wasn't impressed. And while the jobs report makes an acceleration in inflation less likely, Wall Street appears to be taking a wait-and-see attitude until the release of the Consumer Price Index on September 13th. Now, all markets are auctions, with a buyer, a bull, and a seller, a bear, for every transaction. The bulls and the bears fall into one of two camps. The bulls are in the camp of don't believe the Fed while the bears fall into the camp of don't fight the Fed, especially when the Fed is fighting inflation. Now, the Fed has become very hawkish of late, even in the face of ample evidence on the ground that inflation is decelerating. 
According to Wharton professor Jeremy Siegel, 26 of the 27 inflation indicators came in below expectations over the last 30 days. Now, keep in mind, this is the same Federal Reserve that a year ago today told us inflation was only transitory. And Chairman Jerome Powell was telling us that he wasn't even thinking about, even thinking about raising rates. Wow, what a difference a year makes. A reminder to us all that the Federal Reserve is data dependent, and they can and will change their opinion accordingly. So which camp has it right? Well, seasonality suggests it's the bulls, especially since we're in the midterm year of the presidential cycle. Historically, the first nine months of a midterm year, the markets are volatile and usually negative until the fourth quarter. From the start of the fourth quarter in the midterm year through the end of the first half of year three of the presidential cycle, the S&P is up amazing 91% of the time. That's 21 out of the last 23 cycles with an average return of over 16%. Now, 16 of those 23 cycles saw double-digit positive returns, and the last time this period had a negative return was way back in 1938, even before I was born. So in the words of Mark Twain, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Let's hope this market is singing his tune. Hey, my son Ryan and I, we have 68 years of combined industry experience in building low-cost, tax-efficient, goal-based portfolios. For your free evaluation, all you need to do is text or call 844-752-6692. That's 844-752-6692. Or just simply give us a call at 844-PLAN-NYC. That's 844-PLAN-NYC. Hey, this is Bob Payne. I'm the Chief Investment Strategist of Payne Capital Management, wishing you all a happy Labor Day. Stop. ED is no laughing matter. This could be caused from low T, high blood pressure, or diabetes. Elevate Wellness can help. 40% of men over 40 have experienced this. Make the call to Elevate Wellness now. 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. The office visit is only $99 and includes exam, blood work, test dose, and consultation. Call Elevate Wellness. 973-354-2276. Or Elevate Wellness Group. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome welcome back, folks. This is the More Money Show. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon on a beautiful, beautiful Labor Day weekend. I hope you're uh, enjoying the sunshine and the uh, the beautiful weather. Uh, I was telling you right before the uh, the last break, that I was going to tell you about something that happened to me, how I was uh, really give, uh, suffered from uh, uh, almost libelous statements by uh, the Rolling Stone magazine, where they accused me when they wrote this piece about how I had said that people who don't repay their student loans and don't repay their debts are deadbeats, because that's, that's the term we use for people who don't uh, pay what they owe. And so this article in the Rolling Stone basically said, well, Steve Moore is a deadbeat himself because he doesn't pay his taxes, which was an outrageous claim. And where this came from, just so you know, these are the dirty kind of tricks that the left uses. And they have no they have a reckless disregard for the truth. They don't care about the truth. They care about trying to um, destroy anyone who stands in their way. Uh, and so what they said is, oh, Steve Moore had a tax lien against his property for like $50,000, uh, 
back in 2018 when I was uh, nominated by Donald Trump to be on the Federal Reserve Board. Well, this was on the New York Times front page and so on. It was a big scandal that Steve Moore owed all this money to the IRS. But guess what, folks? I didn't owe money to the IRS. The IRS actually owed me money. And so shortly after I withdrew from the nomination, uh, when I was quite proud, by the way, that Donald Trump um, paid me that honor, um, I got a, my wife and I got a check from the IRS for the sum of $95,000 saying, whoopsie daisy, uh, you don't owe us money. You overpaid your taxes. We owe you money. Now, here's the thing. All the Rolling Stone magazine reporter had to do was just call me and say, hey, is this still true that you owed all this money to the IRS? And I was, of course not. We actually got money back from the IRS, but they didn't care. <laughs> they never, oh, by the way, that breaks journalism 101. The first thing you do, I worked for 10 years at the Wall Street Journal. If you make an accusation against someone, it's journalistic ethics. You call that person up and let them respond to the allegation. But of course, the Rolling Stone magazine never did that. So they blundered greatly. And I, I may take legal action against uh, Rolling Stone because they acted in a reckless way. They defamed me and this was libelous and they should pay for it. Um, now, a few days later, this column was picked up by Paul Krugman who said Steve Moore doesn't pay his alimony, he doesn't pay his taxes because Paul Krugman hates me because about 10 years ago, I debated him in Las Vegas in front of about 2000 people on uh, socialism versus free markets. You know which side I was on on that, and I just crushed him. I mean, I just steamrolled it all over him. I think afterwards they did a, a poll of who won the debate. It was like 80% said that I won the debate against Krugman, and he's never forgiven me for that. So he likes to write these defamatory things about me as well. But I guess I'll hold that up as kind of a badge of honor when people like uh, Paul Krugman, the wrongest economist in America who writes for the New York Times twice a week, or when these political thugs at Rolling Stone magazine uh, make defamatory statements about me as well. So I wanted to clear the air because I know I've gotten some calls from some of our listeners saying, what, you didn't pay your taxes? You didn't pay our alimony? I said, I sure, sure did. You saw how much money I paid my ex-wife. You know I paid my alimony. Uh, all right. So I wanted to set the record straight on that. Uh, now, I want to get to your calls because this is the Labor Day weekend. I want to talk about the state of the labor market. I want to talk about what the left is doing to the um, energy situation because it's really scary for those just tuning in. In Colorado and California, they're trying to regulate the temperature of your home now with these things called th smart thermostats, where they basically, the government can regulate what temperature, you don't have control of your thermostat, the government does. This is big brother, right? This is tyranny, uh, where the government is telling you what temperature you set in your living room, in your bedroom, in your basement, in your dining room, really outrageous stuff. And I'm not trying to sound paranoid here, but it's happening. It's happening already. It's happening around the country. Uh, the left-wing cl uh, climate change fanatics are basically going to um, ration your energy. I was out here in California, uh, in, in California this week, and the most amazing thing happened where, um, you know, just uh, earlier this week, the um, uh, governor here, Gavin Newsom, said, oh, we're going to require everybody to buy an electric car by the year 2035. So you better get yours now so you can get ahead of the storage because by after 235, it's going to be 2035. It's going to be illegal to purchase a car that's not an electric vehicle in the state of California with its 40 million people. Well, then guess what happened? <laughs> Three days later, they have a heat wave in California and they don't have enough electric power. So they have, have to start rationing and telling people um, you can't charge your 
um, car during the middle of the day because we're using too much electricity for air conditioning. So wait a minute. Right now, only 5% of the cars on the road have electric vehicles. Imagine when it's going to be like when 100% of the cars are trying to charge their uh, vehicles um, to get from point A to point B, either get the kids to, uh, you know, to school or get them to the soccer practice or to get whatever you or your uh, spouse needs to get to work. And there's no electric power coming out. That is the future. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to sound like an Armageddon, like a Debbie Downer here. That's the future we're facing because of this radical assault on American energy. Okay. I promised folks that I would get to your calls today. I want to talk about two things. Number one, how worried are you about this assault on American energy, which I think is frightening? And second of all, this is Labor Day weekend. Uh, there are many major companies, including Apple, who say they want people back in the office starting next week. This idea of everybody working in their pajamas, no, that's not going to continue. And there's a big revolt, especially among young workers who want to just roll out of bed and go on their computer and do their work. I, I think you got to get back to work. I think we've got to get back to the office. There's some room for people working uh, telecommuting, but the idea that you telecommute nonstop and not even go into the office. You've got people who haven't gone to the office in two years, especially in the government. So I think that's kind of outrageous. I want your reaction to that as well. Uh, we will now turn to your calls. Mr. Producer, who is our first caller on the Money More Money Hotline? And by the way, before we get to our first caller, I want to remind you, if you want to get in on the conversation, please call in on the More Money Hotline. That number again is 1-800-848-9222. I'll say it again, 1-800-848-9222. I want to hear from some liberals. I want to hear from people with different perspectives. I love hearing from the ladies. We get a lot of calls from men. I love it, especially when we hear from the ladies out there about what you feel about this, because you're the key demographic group that decides our elections. So um, I want to hear from uh, people with different perspectives. I want to hear from women, from men, from blacks, from Hispanics, everybody. This is Freedom of Speech Radio. Mr. Producer, who is our first caller? Okay, it's going to be George in Rockland. George, thanks so much for calling in today. I hope you're having a great Labor Day weekend. What do you got for us? Oh, it's a great one. Thanks, uh, Mr. Moore. So I'd like to talk about uh, electric vehicle economics. Uh, it's something that nobody's talking about, and I'm looking on it from two angles, the usage and the cost. Uh, I lately heard that to run one electric vehicle per year mm -hmm. is equivalent to a house, a four-story house usage of electricity. So if this yep. is true here, this is information that nobody is talking about. Yes. Nobody is giving this information here. And as far as the cost here, uh, I believe that's probably one of the reasons the Biden administration is pushing so hard to raise the, you know, the cost mm -hmm. of gasoline here, because if you mm -hmm. uh, compare uh, uh, how much you pay for gas to uh, the cost of uh, uh, one unit of uh, electric here. Right. I, I think you still do better with gas. And let me just show the last thing here. Yes. When you, when you go and fill your car, yeah. it goes much faster than if you have to go and, uh, and, and, put it, and put electricity inside. What do you think? George, great call. Thank you. I love what you're saying here. You're exactly right. People basically provide free charging stations, so you don't actually have to uh, pay for the energy you use. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, I thought we were trying to get people to conserve energy, let them use the energy uh, for free, which is stupid, right? I mean, I hope everybody understands that's a stupid idea. 
Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. Sorry about that. I ran into a hard break. I apologize for that. I got so excited about what this caller was, George was talking about. I just want to finish my thought that uh, the idea that we're going to be able to have everybody have electric cars, and where is the electric power going to come from? You know, where is that going to come from? How much strain is that going to put on our grid system? At the same time, we're not going to be producing any coal, any natural gas, none are, not, not any oil. They want to shut down the nuclear power plants. I mean, folks, this is a dangerous, dangerous situation. George, great call. Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? William in uh, Pensacola. William, thanks so much for calling from Pensacola. Hello. I'm not in Pensacola, but I'm in Punta Gorda, which is way okay. further south oh. down in South Florida. Okay. <laughs> Great, but um, I I own a uh, bakery restaurant, and I, I I've always been um, curious on how they figure the pricing in because our wholesale prices have gone up in certain products 120, 130 percent from two years ago, and we're getting we're getting hit in Florida now. We're getting hit. The restaurant industry is getting hit from both sides because every September um, our um, hourly wages have to go up by a dollar. So we're on that rise to $15 an hour, which mm-hmm. the left really pushed. But, you know, the pressure that we're under is we, we can't pass it on, especially Florida is a, a retirement community and uh, a state. It's just, I'm, how does this figure into the – do they figure 8%, 9% inflation when we're seeing 120% inflated prices in, in our wholesale side? Steve, you're on. Yes, it's going to be Mike okay. in uh, Rockway Beach. All right. What do you got for us, sir? Steve, how you doing? Um, first of all, I'm a friend of Ryan Payne from Merrill Lynch for many years. He's awesome. I love hearing him. I, know I get a big kick out of him. I was his mentor for many years. Um, my concern is with the small businesses. I do not think that we've seen the full impact of inflation, especially given uh, comments made by the previous caller about the effects yep. of, of uh, right. food and liquor. I own, a, uh, as a little hobby, a bar in Brooklyn. And I can see yep. the liquor prices have gone up dramatically. Yeah. So it's a, a major concern for me as a business owner. Well, it's a great point. And I've been making this point over and over and over again for the last nine or ten months on this show on more money. That they say that inflation is only seven or eight percent. But when I talk to small businessmen and women like uh, like you, um, they're saying, no, my inflation is an eight percent. It's, you know, 20, 30 percent, 40 percent. When you include the energy, when you include the rent, when you include the labor costs. And this is the problem we're in right now. And and I've got to tell you, I believe the reason that we're in this inflation crunch cycle right now is because we've been spending so much money. I mean, it's just an avalanche of government spending under Joe Biden, $4 trillion in free money. Many, much of that money is going for welfare programs to pay people not to work. How are you doing in terms of being able to hire workers? Uh, that's another issue that we have. We were very, very right. fortunate in that we could keep we would keep we could keep our staff 
Uh, but we had to cut back four people uh, from a uh, uh, from a staff of seven for a small uh, cocktail bar. But uh, you know uh, the impact that our our bar makes on that neighborhood revitalized the whole stretch in a place in on Nostrand Avenue, Crown Heights, which is a minority neighborhood and a poverty-stricken neighborhood. So we're yeah. a key element there, and it had a big impact. And I had to dip into my own pocket to fund the business to keep it alive during the, the height of the COVID crisis. Well, sir, you are a hero to me and I know to our callers because I think the people who run small businesses in this country are the backbone of our economy. You're the, you're the kind of people who keep our communities uh, functioning. You provide the jobs. You provide uh, the retail services that people need. And you're about – in the last number of weeks, I can't tell you how many callers I've had into this show where small business owners were saying they cannot make it because of these Biden policies. So appreciate your call, sir. I want to get to two more before we have to uh, – to uh, call it a day, uh, Mr. Producer, who is our next caller? Mitch in New Jersey. Mitch, thanks for calling. What do you got for us? Hi, how are you? Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to mention the vulnerability of our electric power grid. Yes. I yes. believe that when Joe Biden got into office, there was a ransom paid when somebody hacked uh, our, our electric power grid. I don't know where it was, but another mm-hmm. country or hackers could uh, knock out our power grid, and then we'd be, be in big trouble. Uh, I could not agree more. I think people don't understand how vulnerable we are to a an attack against our electric grid system. Uh, and, you know, the person right now who's attacking our electric grid system is the guy in the White House because we're not producing the energy we need. I want to say this loud and clear. I know you, for those of you who are list, regular listeners know I've said this week after week. But we don't have a shortage of energy. There's plenty of energy. We have 500 years worth of coal. We have 400 years worth of natural gas. We have 300 years worth of oil with existing technology. You have an infinite source of energy with nuclear power. But they're opposed to all of those. And they think we're going to run this economy with solar panels and windmills. And it is such a dangerous concept. And what it's going to lead to is energy poverty in this country. And you're going to have rationing of energy. That's why I brought up what happened in in Colorado and California, where they're rationing the energy. They're telling you what temperature you can send, uh, you know, you can warm or cool your home. Uh, This is dangerous stuff. This is not a fire drill, folks. These are tyrants who want to run your life. And this, this climate change religion, and it is a religion, is really difficult to – is causing real hardship to working-class Americans. All right, Mr. Producer, do we have one, time for one more caller? Yes, we do. It's going to be Steve in central New Jersey. Steve, thanks for calling, sir. What do you got? Hey, Steve. Don't lose too much sleep about Rolling Stoner mag. Not No serious consumer of news. Reads it. On the other hand, Sewell makes you have a course of action. Bigger point, ready? I agree with you. That Where the Democrats want to take us, they want to control us. Communist style of government. So I'll end on this note. You have a choice, folks, going forward, in, starting in November. You can either side with the comrades, the Biden Politburo, and the communists leading that, and that's where they're going to take us. Or get behind Donald Trump and patriot, patriotic Americans get behind us. He will lead us to freedom. I, I'm, on a final note, Dr. Oz has said it. By the way, he'll make an excellent center but he said during COVID we don't fight with the army we wish we had we fight with the army we have right now Donald Trump is leading that patriotic Americans lead follow him he'll lead us back to freedom go ahead Steve all right great point uh great call uh I just want to emphasize something you were talking about about this issue of 
you know, uh, uh, Joe Biden's uh, speech this week where he accused uh, those of us who are Trump supporters of being neo-fascists. And I want to explain something to folks. A fascist is someone who wants to use government power to run businesses, to basically decide where, where uh, it's a partnership between big business and big government. That's what fascism is. That's exactly what Joe Biden is doing, right? He has created a $350 billion slush fund at the Energy Department for John Podesta, who's, who's one of the biggest you know, Democratic political operatives in the country, to basically pass out money to his friends. And that's, that's fascism. So th- there's a term for this, by the way. It's called projection. When you project on someone else the activity that you're doing yourself. Joe Biden is moving our country in a fascistic way. We all, if you're a listener, regular listener to this show, More Money, you know we believe in the free enterprise system. We believe in free markets. We believe in freedom. We believe in liberty. We believe in get government out of the way. That's what causes prosperity, not government telling us what temperature we can set our thermostat, not government telling us what kind of energy we can use, not government telling us what kind of car we can drive. Folks, if you love freedom, wake up, get involved. This is a scary situation for our country, but we're going to get through this. This is the More Money Show. It's Talk Radio WABC. Have a great Labor Day weekend, folks. Thanks for listening. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.